Yo, 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 welcome and welcome back, my pupils. Right now, you're listening to the Artistic Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Dorian with three eyes, aka D O R I I I O N. And you can find me on all social media platforms at exactly that. First and foremost, I want to take the time to tell you that I'm extremely grateful and thankful that you even took the time to listen to this podcast. Whether it's two seconds, 20 seconds, or this entire fucking episode, I want to let you know that I appreciate you for even. Lending me your ear. So thank you. You know, one of the major fuels for creativity, or at least for my creativity, is gratitude. You know, because once I start creating something, I tend to start getting into this, you know, hippie, soft-like feeling. That icky feeling (laughs) that a lot of us try to avoid, but is actually quite beneficial if you feel it. The feeling of, wow... I'm so happy to be here right now. I'm so thankful to be alive. I'm so thankful for my ability to even create what I'm creating right now. I'm thankful for my hands as tools. I'm grateful for the fingers on my hands that I still have them all, which gives me the ability to create this piece. Like those are the types of mindsets that I get into when I'm creating. And once I reach that mindset, I end up creating even, even more. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm because I'm so grateful for this. I don't want to waste this tool, this gift. And so that's what fuels my creativity. Gratitude. But this isn't an episode about gratitude. Maybe I'll talk more about that in a different conversation. But this is more so about one way to practically use that gratitude. The specific way I want to talk about right now is the gratitude of living in the time that we do right now. We all know the the mythos of being an artist. In fact, it is these stories of what being an artist is that tend to scare us away from that passion. The whole idea of the struggling artist. The possibility, the huge possibility that as you invest yourself and your time into this creative endeavor, you will not see any benefits from it, especially financially. Considering we need money to eat, that scares us away from making this a career path. But again, we have a little bit of gratitude, we can change our perspectives. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That I was born in this time. Because this may be the greatest time to be an artist that has ever been seen before on this earth. Now, thanks to technology, thanks to to the internet, we have the ability to create art. And have it seen by millions of people. If not billions of people. Depending on who we are and how we're posting it and where we're posting it to. The point is that the potential is there. You know, like, before today, aka in the past, all the art historians, all the the great artists that ever lived before you, 
They didn't have the luxuries of the internet. They didn't have the ability to create something, you know, and, and then put it out there and have, you know, damn near half the entire world see it or possibly see it, you know, that same day, that same year or whatever, that same decade even. Like some artists was never even discovered until after they died. But thanks to, again, the internet, we don't really have to worry about that too much. That's not to say that just because you put yourself out there on the internet that you will be discovered. I actually talked about this in an episode that, you know, putting yourself out there doesn't guarantee being heard. You know, talking doesn't guarantee being heard. Screaming in a room doesn't guarantee that everyone will hear you. But it does up your chances. And that's what I'm saying. So thank you that that's possible now. You're literally one click away from being noticed from someone on the completely opposite side of the world from you. Completely on the opposite side of the earth. Will never even know who you are. Probably doesn't even speak the same language of you as you. And, you know, while it's morning time in your area, it's fucking midnight there. Or, or about to be midnight or something like that. Like, you're completely different realms. Yet, somehow, way, you still have the ability to show them your creative work. Now, if that's not something to be grat- grateful for, <clears throat> then I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, this is... I understand it's hard being an artist. I'm not going to say that. But this is the easiest it's ever been from my humble perspective. Now, I say all of this directly following the episode where I talked about um, the future of digital art. Or at least what I consider to be the future of digital art. Because that's really what I'm talking about here is the ability to have our digital creations, you know, all over the Internet. Now, of course, we can still have traditional creations all over the Internet. You can still paint something, take a picture of it and post on the Internet and still reach that same amount of people. But I will argue that the moment you take that picture and post it, it is now... Uh, uh, been transmuted from simple traditional art into digital art even though you might still have the physical copy just the fact alone that it is now on the internet does now become digitalized and so in a way is digital art is it not but whatever point is is you know after I talked all about that in the future of it and that you know it's clear that digital art is going to be around I would like to talk about, you know, something else that digital art is going to be replacing because the internet commoditizes everything. The internet gets rid of the middleman. We see that in almost every industry. Thanks to Uber, the middleman has been cut out for transportation. Now people don't necessarily have to worry about buying or buying tokens for a bus or calling a cab. Now they can just get an Uber. Thanks to DoorDash and Postmates and Uber Eats and all this other stuff, the middleman has been removed. So you don't have to worry about delivery guys for Pizza Hut and, you know, McDonald's and Burger King, this, that, and the third. Right? Well, technically, the middleman wasn't removed, but replaced. And the internet is the middleman now. That's what it was replaced with. So, what about art? 
What's the middleman of art? Well, the middleman in the art world for centuries has been the art collectors, the art curators, the galleries and the museums. Those were the ones in between the artists and the artist's audience. But now, those things are shedding, especially in this time now of, you know, following a major pandemic where lots of these museums and galleries have been closed down. The Internet is now the middleman. Social media is now the middleman. So what does that mean for the previous middleman? What does that mean for the museums? In the art galleries, what does that mean for the art curators and the collectors? They're still going to be around. There's still a place in the art world for them. But I think their roles will be changed. They will switch gears in a way. For example, art collectors now no longer need to go to art museums to, you know, collect their artworks or find new works and inspirations and art curators no longer have to go to art galleries to purchase artworks and you know interact with different artists and upcoming artists now instead art collectors can just go directly to the artist's page on instagram or twitter or deviant art or whatever platform they may be using Art curators don't have to go to galleries now. They can just go, again, directly to the artist's page on whatever platform. Or they can go to other curators' curators page because curators also play a role. Curators are now the art galleries. You being a curator, you can just simply curate things from the comfort of your own home. With the click of a button, just your thumbs. You know what I mean? Like curation is no longer restricted by you know our feet, you know, travel distance, the ability to get up and go out. It's no longer restricted by our money, the ability to actually buy a plane ticket and go to a certain country to see your artist. Now, curation can be done, like I said, from the comfort of your own home. You can just sit in bed, type in a certain artist's name or type in a certain art style and find exactly what it is you're looking for for free. You know, minus the cost of the Internet or whatever. Right. And that's what I mean by the middleman is being cut out. The Internet is replacing this middleman. And then I started this episode off with gratitude, you know, because This is actually a good thing. These are many positive outcomes that will be coming from this. But there will be also negative outcomes. There will be lots of people who lose their jobs, people who lose their way. Maybe not their entire job, but they don't know how to maneuver in this change, maneuver in this digital world. People are so used to the physical world that they won't know which actions to take when it comes to the digital world. And so... This is for you. This is this is to give you a little insight of what you can do. You can bring the curation to you. You can bring the audience to you. Leverage the middleman that we have now. Leverage that internet because that's what we're going to be using from now and now onwards. It's not changing and it's not going away anytime soon. So it's best to get comfortable and used to it now while it's still early.
And this is really about taking the opportunity to become an early adapter. I haven't seen too many art curators yet who are taking, you know, the curation process as seriously as the physical art curators did in the past. You know, like, there are people who are arguing that digital art curators aren't necessarily bringing anything new to the table because what are they doing differently? You know, all they're doing is just taking something that was already posted and then reposting it in hopes of gaining attention for it. Well, you can do something different by not only, you know, trying to help gain an attention and audience for whoever it is that you're curating, but you can also now host meetups in certain areas. You know, because now since you're the go-to person and you don't have to rely on art galleries and art museums, you can have a meetup at any place you want to. It can be, you know, in Central Park or something like that. Like, it can be anywhere. The point is, is that now you have the power to control the media, to control the audiences, the viewership. So use this, So use your leverage. Use this leverage point that I'm talking about, a.k.a. the internet. Museums. Again, you don't necessarily have to go out of your way to find, you know, the latest or the oldest artworks out there. Now you have the ability to just find it with your fingertips. You know, again, all you have to do is just look something up and there you are. You're already in the game. I don't know. This is a little bit of a ramble. The point is, is that, you know, as I continue talking about digital art and the future of it, I want people to start thinking about what will be replaced as everything becomes more and more digitalized. If you're an art curator or, you know, you work at a gallery or a museum or you've at least one time thought about it, think about how that might look in 25 years from now. How will the art museums look in 25 years from now? Will they still be, you know, so physically based? And sure, I'm not saying there won't be physical museums. There will be. But what will be the main source? Will they still be physically based? Or will there be some sort of 3D museum that you can put, you know, a VR headset on and just instantly go there and see all of these different forms of art and see these NFTs and all these other things, right? And NFTs, I'll talk more about that also. There's been a big hype about NFTs, a.k.a. non-fungible tokens. And I don't want people to get misled about that, so I'll talk about that too. But yeah, this episode is just for you to start thinking about different ways you can put yourself out there in the digital art world. Um, ways that you can, you know, leverage yourself as this middleman is being replaced with something that's much more useful, much more convenient. So, you know, that's that. Understand that with this internet, there's so much more to be grateful for that we have the ability to be seen in ways that our ancestors didn't before. The tale of the struggling artist is going to become more and more of a myth. Artists are coming out of the woodworks like crazy now because now we see how practical it is to be an artist. No longer is it just a dream that is hard for everyone and only that uh, the the you know only the small few were able to actually become artists because it was a luxurious lifestyle like that's no longer a thing now
All right. So use this leverage point and put yourself out there.